0: Hello dear friends, I hope you recognize that theme song. If you do, you know what time it is without looking at your watch. It is time. For Let's talk about Jesus. We're so glad to be with you today. If you're listening directly from our website, we're glad that you've come. We invite you to come back. If you're listening uh, in any other way to this broadcast today, we are glad to have you as part of our listening family. It's a growing family, and we thank God for every one of you that allow us to to be part of your devotional life and your education biblically. Uh, we have a wonderful opportunity to come around the Word of God and glean from it the truths that will help us live victoriously here and eternally there. Hallelujah. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, we pray that you'll stay tuned today because before this broadcast is over, we pray that you will know more about His love, His grace, and you will understand that He can help you live for Him in spite of your weaknesses, your 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 habits, your bondages in your life. There is a power greater than the power of the enemy to chain you in chains of darkness. There's a power uh, to set you free for where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty, praise God, and there's liberty for you and me today because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Well, we're talking about relax. God's got this. Relax? Are you kidding me? I've got to fight until I win. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're supposed to fight the good fight of faith we're supposed to put on God's armor and having done all stand this is so important today that we understand the principle of rest in the Lord the scripture actually says in the old covenant rest in the Lord wait patiently for him you can't exhibit that patience that we're looking for that is so important unless we begin to rest in the Lord. I can wait upon the Lord if I'm uh, reclined. Uh, (laughs) Waiting uh, is, is not a hard thing if you're in a state of rest. But if you're in a state of anxiety and anxiousness, it's so hard to wait because we are so impatient and it's so vitally important to our victory to patiently wait upon the Lord because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength <laughs> hallelujah and they shall rise up like the, the wings with wings like an eagle praise God and we want you to to rest in the Lord while rising up in your faith and in your walk with him and in your trust in him Praise God. So this is not a misnomer. This is not being facetious. Relax. God has got this. If you trusted him with it, believe me and believe the word of God. More importantly, God has got this. I'm just going to read verse 10 of Isaiah 41. Listen to God's promise to his covenant people. Fear thou not. One of the most frequently used terms by Jesus in the new covenant in one form or another is don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear thou not. That's the beginning of relaxing in the Lord and resting in the Lord is conquering fear. That's why the the psalmist David said, what time I'm afraid. You can't help but have fear come and try to, to overcome you. There are so many fearful things. In fact, the Bible said that men's hearts in the last days would fail them for fear and for looking at the things which are coming upon the earth. When we, as God's covenant people, see the same things, we are told when you see these things and their negative things beginning to come to pass, lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. We are actually told to be anxious for nothing, to don't worry about anything. But in all things, in prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God with thanksgiving, and the peace of God that passes all understanding, listen, will keep your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. That's what we need in order to rest in Him, to conquer the fear that will cause us to be filled with Anxiousness and anxiety and worry. Once fear is removed, worry cannot occur. But faith can flourish and will flourish in our life. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. We spoke uh, in, in previous teachings on this subject from this verse of Scripture. To uphold doesn't mean to come alongside you, put his arm under you, and let you lean upon him. No, there's a weak part to that and that is you're still using some of your strength and that's the weak part of that kind of perspective of what this means the word uphold doesn't mean to shore you up it means to pick you up it literally means to lift you up from the ground and and carry you So that you are reclined in his arms. And he, his strength, is what is absolutely 100% sustaining you. Praise God. And that's what I need. And that's what you and I need today. When we feel overwhelmed and fatigued and wore thin and wore down and worn out. To know that God will uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness. And I need him to do this when I am tempted, when temptations draw me, I need Jesus to uphold me. Look with me at 1 Corinthians ten, twelve, thirteen, and 14. It says, For wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is as common to man. But God is faithful. You need to underscore that in your Bible. Yes, God wants us to be faithful when these testing come. But our faithfulness is based to Him is based solely and squarely upon His faithfulness to us. I'm going to tell you something today. You can't just say no you must say no we must uh exercise our will because god won't override it but you need to do more than say no you need to understand that god is faithful. Listen, he is in control when we begin to feel out of control. If we will put our trust in him, if we will get that great truth down in our heart, get it solidified and crystallized, no temptation has taken you, but such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not suffer you, which means allow you to be tempted above that, that ye are able. When he says that, he's talking about not your ability in your own weak flesh. He's talking about that you are a child of God now. Amen. And, and, and and he gives you through the presence of and person and power of the Holy Spirit, that, that we don't have in and of ourself. Listen to it carefully. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. Hallelujah. Wherefore, my beloved, dearly beloved, flee idolatry. You see, God's faithfulness is the key to our own victory over temptation. But when you recognize that you're being drawn to something God forbids, be honest. Run to him. Tell him I, I I'm drawn here. I feel the, the 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 power of the pull of my flesh toward this and cry out to him for the help that you need. He promised because of his commitment to never leave us and forsake us to uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness hallelujah and he says i am faithful to do this 1st Thessalonians five twenty-two, twenty-three, 23 and 24 says abstain from all appearance of evil and the very god of peace sanctify you holy who L-L-Y, completely, absolutely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, this is so important, this verse. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, he doesn't just call us to this, this area of complete sanctification. He says he is going to achieve it in us. It's not something we can do in and of ourselves, but it's something God can and will do within us. <laughs> one translation says the one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he will do it. You know, the scripture says in the new covenant that, that, that uh, it is, uh, it is God that worketh in you. It is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, both to will and to do, and that's what this is saying right here. He reveals our will to us. He gives us through his abiding presence, through the Holy Spirit within us, the ability to do what we could never do in ourselves. I want to stop here and and go off into a a little side uh, area here just for a moment without losing the thought that we're upon. When the scripture said, behold, uh, I will give you power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Most of us see that, that word dunamis, this miracle working ability as just something that we're going to be able to do that we could never do until we were baptized or in or filled with the Holy Spirit a friend of mine listened to what Jesus said about that he said that that we when once the holy ghost to come upon us and come within us that we would be witnesses going unto him go and tarry at Jerusalem until you be filled with the holy spirit and then you shall be witnesses you shall be wait 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 this doesn't start with doing something this is this is not about the Charisma this is not about the the charismata this is this is this is about character. this is about God working within our own character and our own nature, His nature being infused within us. listen, its power to be before its power to do. The first work of the Holy Spirit is not to give us all of the gifts so that we can do these things supernaturally, but to give us the ability to become more like our Father, more like our Sovereign and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And by the way, he set the ministries in the church, the fivefold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, pastor, teacher. He set the ministry in the church for the purpose of us growing up into him who is the head, to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus. All of the work of the Holy Spirit and all the, all the work of the fivefold ministry is to bring us t- to a place where we are growing more and more and more, progressively more like Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. As we behold, as in a glass, the scriptures teach His face, we are transformed into His image. From glory to glory. See, it's progressive. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. See, it's God by the Holy Spirit working within us. God through His Word received into good ground hearts, bringing forth this fruit within us. Hallelujah. The Word revealing His will and the power of God manifesting in us that he can both reveal his will, that we might desire his will, that we might, through the act of our will, want to do his will, so it releases his power through the Holy Spirit to achieve it. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, this is not about healing the sick yet. This is not about casting out devils. This is not power to do initially. This is power to be, and that isn't in any way doing away with the power to do that comes. The gifts of the Spirit are legitimate, and they, yes, they are for today, and we need them now more than ever. Hallelujah, because we need our God, to be distinguished from the false gods and the gods who are no gods. There's no God above him. There's no God beside him. There's no God beneath him. He is the true and the living God. And he was always distinguished by power. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine. But this is power to become more like Jesus. This is power to overcome the tempter when he comes, and he surely will come and he will try to draw us into sinful practices. He wants to destroy our testimony. He wants to destroy uh, our, our trust in our marriage. He wants to destroy people trusting us, our integrity. He will stop at nothing to try to undermine us and to get us to move from our position of sanctification into a place of compromise. But God, Is faithful. Hallelujah. But we've got to be sincere. We've got to be honest. You know, David said, Lord, search me and see if there be any unclean way in me. He didn't want to fall prey to temptation. Look at all the heartache and heartbreak that sin of David's brought into his life. Thank God for repentance. Thank God for restoration. But there was a consequence to David's sin and it ran down through his family and his family tree. Listen, the enemy means business. He's The thief came but to steal, kill, and destroy. Christ said it and it's true. But Christ also said, but I have come and I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. And before you go ka-ching, Ching and see dollar signs, Jesus also said, A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses this is not about materialism this is about spiritual victory this is about satisfaction and sanctification because we have Jesus and we have all of the benefits and blessings of the kingdom of god hallelujah and there's nothing the world could ever offer you or me that can compare with what we have in Jesus Christ today, nothing materially can bring the peace that only Christ can give nothing absolutely nothing. I know that in our in our our physical mind, our physical being our we, we we think if we if we just had enough money to buy this home and to live in this place and to not have all of the pressures that come that we would be just perfectly happy no we would not they've got that in hollywood and they're not happy some of them have moved to an island literally live on an island where you got to go by plane helicopter or boat to get to it nobody can bother them they live in the lap of luxury they have everything that they need and then they themselves are beautiful people but that's not enough there's nothing can satisfy like the living water that Jesus promised the woman at the well. She had been through 5 relationships in John's gospel. She she was living with a man who wasn't her husband. She give up on any kind of committed, true relationship looking for someone to f- satisfy, looking for love literally in all the wrong places until she came to draw water from Jacob's well. And Jesus met her there. You know the story if you read it all, but if you don't, it said Jesus was weary, told his disciples to go on as they traveled and buy something to eat in the city while I rest here at Jacob's well. And she came to draw water and he said, Woman, give me to drink. She was shocked knowing that he uh, was a holy man and she uh, had the guilt of her sin that she carried. Uh, with the emptiness in her heart was the guilt of the sin. On top of that, adding uh, adding pressure to pressure in her life. And she began to draw the water for him, still astounded that he would speak to her at all. and 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 he said, Woman, if you drink of this water you're going to thirst again, you'll come back again and again and again. But if you knew who it was that said unto you, give me to drink, you would ask of me and I would give you living water and you would never thirst again. Oh, I said earlier, satisfaction and then sanctification. If Jesus can keep his promise, and friend, he surely can and more. If he can satisfy the deepest longings of your soul, the tempter is going to be out of business because whatever he offers you, you will recognize as a counterfeit. And when you have the genuine peace and the genuine joy, and you are satisfied, you know, the Bible said godliness with contentment is great gain. There's your true riches. If you are living for the Lord and you have a relationship with him that is satisfying, the deepest longing. I'm not talking about this religious brand of just, you know, just God is way up there. We're way down here. I'm talking about a a, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, a relationship with Christ through the Holy Spirit and a relationship with the Holy Spirit Himself. Praise God, Jesus said, I got water to offer. I got something to offer for your soul, not just for your body. Hallelujah. And if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. You will never be driven By this insatiable thirst to go out and find someone or something to satisfy. Oh, thank God. Jesus knows what we need and he knows how to meet that need. (laughs) Hallelujah. I am so glad that I know him as my Savior. And I'm so glad the more satisfied I am in him, the more sanctified I can become through him. (laughs) Glory to God. So God's faithfulness is still the key to our own victory over temptation. Praise God. When you and I recognize that we're being drawn, uh, we need to run to God with a sincerity and say, Lord, I'm drawn to this. I, I thought I was over this, but I'm being drawn to this. Help me, Jesus. Help me to overcome. And he will. And then begin to work on that fellowship relationship that cornonia in the Greek, that intimate fellowship with God. This is the great protection in our life from the lust of the flesh that will draw us to seek outside of him that that will satisfy. Oh, my friend, today God loves you. Isn't it amazing how he understood this woman? Yes, she had sinned. Yes, she was a sinner. And he knew why. She had sinned and he knew exactly what she needed to help her get victory in her life. And it began with him giving her something that would satisfy that longing that opened the door for the tempter. (laughs) You know, I I don't know how many of you are fishermen. I used to go fishing with my grandpa and with my stepdad years and years ago, been so busy fishing for men that I haven't been able to just go fishing. But there were days when we caught fish as quick as we could pull them in and using the same bait uh, in the same lake or the same body of water, salt water sometimes with my grandpa, we would go fishing. And the fish simply were not biting. They were not hungry. So no matter how appetizing the bait was, they just would not bite. They wouldn't take it. And we'd go all day long using everything just like it was three days before, a week before and they ate it up, <laughs> but when they're not biting, you can't catch them. I'll tell you something about the devil; he always has bait on his hook that looks so very good in fact it is it is something that will draw us. We're not above being tempted. But when the temptations come, if we have a relationship with God that is satisfying to our soul, then we can begin to move into sanctification. That means cleansed and set apart unto God for a holy purpose. And friend of mine, in this this polluted world that we live in, with so much Uh, exposure to the media that's going to draw every one of us to one degree or another. We need the victory that comes from a satisfying relationship with the Lord. We need to feast upon his word. We need to drink the, the living water that he offers us through his Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. The devil will never quit fishing. <laughs> and he'll never quit using a bait that would draw us under every other circumstance, except that we are filled. That's why the Bible said, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. In other words, don't look for some chemical, some some, uh, some. Any, we're really any other means of satisfying, finding peace, finding joy, finding fulfillment, finding happiness outside of God and outside of Christ. You see, that's why just going to church, you know, that's not enough. We need to go to church to hear the Word. We need to leave the church heeding the Word, and we need to seek the Lord in our own life that we can find this water, because when this woman asked for it, he, he said, I, I give it to you, I grant it to you. She went away from Jacob's well, having found forgiveness, and not just forgiveness and emptiness, but forgiveness and that vacuum, that space in her life that no man could fill and no sin could fill, now being filled by the living water and the living one, Jesus Christ, and the mighty holy spirit (laughs) hallelujah i i i I just i can't emphasize this enough because he is faithful just like he was faithful to her on that fateful day in john's gospel god will be faithful to you and god will be faithful to me today oh i want more and more of him in my life more of his goodness, more of his grace. The, the great Christian hymn says, more of his love my soul can trace. So give, tell me more, tell me more about Jesus. This woman went away from Jacob's well, said, come see a man, come see a man that told me everything I ever did. And they said, what? What? And they saw a change in her. And they knew something had happened. Something worth them leaving whatever they were doing and going out to Jacob's well. When the disciples come back, Jesus is teaching a crowd of people about this living water. Oh, friend, today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior and you think I could never live for Him, you're partially right. You nor me in and of ourselves, could ever live the Christian life. Ah, but if He comes to abide within us, upholds us with His mighty right hand, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. If you're a Christian struggling today, I want you to confess whatever that area of temptation is or whatever that sin has caused you to do. Receive His forgiveness. Receive His mercy, His grace, and His strength into your life right now. And relax. God has got you. And he will not let you go. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.